Welcome back. This is Raghu Banda. And today is the session two in the season three of the podcast series, Machine Learning and AI Applications. As I've explained in the last podcast uh, session and also the main focus area for the season three is not only in the space of uh, AI, uh, in the space of machine learning, but we are gonna expand a bit more in the AI space. Uh, of course, we'll try to focus more on the enterprise applications in the enterprise space. Hence, in that aspect, today I have invited a guest from SAP who's more focused on the topic of conversational AI. As you all know, conversational AI is playing a very key role in like becoming like a digital assistant kind of a things where you have, uh, you see the other firms like whether it is your the Siri as a digital assistant from Apple, or whether it is Alexa from Amazon as a digital assistant, or you have the famous Google uh, as a digital assistant from Google. Uh, you have quite a few of these different digital assistants. In a, From the enterprise world, we are, SAP as well as journeying into this uh, space in the form of conversational AI, it's more of a chatbot rather than a voice assistance bot but it's more of a chatbot so we have uh, we do speak about some of these uh, uh, technologies and some of the topics around that so sit back relax and enjoy the conversation How are you? Welcome back. This is Raghu Banda again. So today we are in season three, podcast session two. Today we have an interesting topic. The topic is conversational AI in the context of SAP applications. So today I have the honor of uh, having a guest, Sebastian Begeli, the senior product manager with AI team within SAP. He's predominantly focusing on conversational AI. So we'll have the pleasure of having a conversation with uh, Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian. Can you give a quick uh, brief background or introduction from your end? Hey, Raghu. Hi. Uh, hi, everyone. So thanks, thanks for the invitation. Um, yeah, very pleased to be to be here. Uh, as you correctly said, I, um, I work at SAP with uh, a focus, I would say, more than conversational AI on the whole um, AI portfolio. So also including AI business services, AI core, AI launchpad. But of course, uh, conversational AI and chatbots uh, remain my, uh, let's say, main topic uh, since I'm at SAP. So yeah, thanks for the invitation and happy to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Sebastian. Welcome on board. Like always, how I do in these podcast sessions, start with a kind of a teaser question, which is where uh, I know we all, whether we know it or not, we keep using some kind of AI applications in our daily lives, machine learning and AI and conversational AI. Maybe how, maybe you could give a quick thoughts around that, how you have been doing things in the past and how AI is automatically doing some things for you. Maybe any personal or professional story that you could give a brief example. Sure. Um, I think that one of the, Main example I can think about, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one, is um, you know all this thing around uh, recommendation, 
So when you are, you know, buying a product uh, on the web, on an e-commerce website, um, on when you're browsing a catalog or whatever um, online, um, now it's super natural to have this, well, you know, recommendation blogs that say, okay, so you might also be interested by that or that item, right? And that's super funny because this is, as I said, supernatural now. So we expect that every website has this kind of uh, of tool, right? But when we think that even a few years ago, we didn't have such a, a tool, right? And when we think about that, we, we can also think that artificial intelligence is at the core of this kind of, of, um, of capability, right? And, and I think that there is not, not only this example, but probably um, hundreds of this kind of little example in, in our daily life, right? So um, also including chatbots, by the way, that, that is now something supernatural to find a chatbot on a website, right? So yeah, I would say this is um, this kind of AI personal experience that I am having on a daily basis. Perfect. That's an amazing example. I know we don't even realize that we are using this. Now we are so much accustomed that when you go uh -huh. somewhere, whether yeah, online or, or chatting with somebody, you always think that even for the example of getting into Google and you start typing something, you always expect that something else is provided. Yeah. The, the recommendation engine or the recommendation kind of mechanism has been a big, big boost with AI. Correct. Perfect. Yeah. I really like your uh, the way you put it. So maybe I think we'll take a quick pause. All right, welcome back. So maybe um, since our topic today is more around conversational AI, let us dive a bit more into that topic. And before going into conversational AI, maybe uh, we can talk about the chatbots or what, what a chatbot is or what is it used for? Maybe you can give a quick background from your experience. Sure. Yeah. sure. Um, so basically, I, I don't have a proper definition, but I would say that a chatbot is a kind of, you know, conversational interface or a new communication channel um, that allows uh, the end user to interact with a company. So end user by end user, I mean, um, a customer or, or an employee, right? So it, it allows them to interact with the company, so with the backend, like asking questions and whatever, without a live agent, a human being involved on the other side, right? So I would say that this is what we understand by chatbots. And um, actually, more specifically around the capabilities of a chatbot, I would say that there are three main items when we speak about chatbots. Um, the first one is that a chatbot helps you um, or let's say, yeah, helps you being guided um, into um, a software or into a website, right? So we are all, we all face this kind of um, uh, big website with a lot of um, pages, sub pages, information, menus and whatever. And this is sometimes super complicated to find the information. And this, this go exactly the same way on some, uh, sometimes some company software, which are super complex, super rich, right? And we can spend uh, minutes and minutes to, to, to find the information that we want. So here the chatbot would just help us finding the, 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 the good place to, to, to have the information, right? So I'm just asking, okay, I want to find that. Where can I find that? And the chatbot knows the place and then redirects you. So this is what I mean when I say chatbot is kind of a guide for the user. Um, 
the second thing is uh, where the chatbot is able to execute uh, some task or help you executing some task, some, uh, you know, kind of repetitive uh, tasks that you are uh, used to do, or sometimes some kind of um, boring or even complex task, right? Um, so, um, for instance, it can be... Um, I don't know, in the, in the, in the support area, right? Uh, if you have some problem, let's say with your computer or whatever device you have, um, and then you go through all this uh, support process and you have to open a ticket and search on an FAQ and whatever. So here, um, the chatbot will just ask you the right question and then probably prepare the support ticket for you and just, you know, kind of guide you through this process, right? Uh, so that you don't have to do it everything on your own. So the chatbot is not replacing you, but it's helping you on your daily business processes, right? So this is the second way uh, that the chatbot can help. And the third way is um, more, I would say, straightforward, uh, is the, the, the way of a question and answer. So basically I have a question and the chatbot gives me the answer, uh, for instance, through what we call the FAQ chatbot. So basically, again, it goes pretty much the same way as that the first, uh, the first one uh, and also that the second one, uh, which is like, instead of going through a big documentation or through a big database or whatever, I just ask the chatbots and the chatbot immediately in a matter of seconds give me the answer. So it might be the case, for instance, if you take again, you know, this employee experience, when the employee uh, wants to, I don't know, I want to know about the uh, travel policies in my company, right? So, but I don't want to browse this whole intranet pages. So I just ask my, my question to the bot and the bot give me the answer immediately. So yeah, I would say this is the three main capabilities uh, of our chatbots can help the user. Perfect, perfect. I like the way you put it, uh, Sebastian, like the three different uh, big mm -hmm. things a chatbot can help and what it is used for. Maybe to take it a further more, maybe could you provide some examples of how these chatbots can realistically deliver some strategic business value? I know on the consumer side of the things, it's easier, we understand. But now we mm -hmm. being on the enterprise side of the things, how it can help further or provide some examples? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, basically, that we can say that a chatbot can really help in any, I would say, almost any business processes, right? Um, even more in the in the the, the company area. Um, so the one that comes to my mind is, for instance, regarding um, HR. Okay, so uh, human resources is always a kind of a, a big topic um, in, in a company. And also human resources is, a, is a, I would say, a huge topic because it goes from the recruiting um, to the um, everything around uh, onboarding an employee to um, on the, the daily life of an employee, the leaves, uh, the expenses and whatever. So it's a lot of different, you know, uh, use cases inside the big use cases, right? Um, so basically here, the chatbot can, you know, um, um, provide self-service for the employee on the uh, onboarding area. Um, it can also, you know, check um, check uh, the inventory, the like, you know, how many computers and phones that the, the, the employee has. Uh, also everything around the payroll or the leave request. Um, and also, again, um, on, on the self-service way, uh, so that 
that you don't have to do everything on your own and go to the website and whatever. You just go to the chat button and you can check how many leaves you have. You can um, also uh, get a new leave and say, okay, I will be on vacation from day X to day Y, etc. And then you can almost do everything that you want on an HR, uh, let's say, um, uh, area uh, through the chatbot, right? Um, then I think the the second big one is around support because um, of course we always think about um, uh, support for um, um, an external customer, right? Uh, as I was saying before at the beginning, uh, if I, I buy a computer and I have a problem with this computer, uh, I just want to contact the support, right? But um, you also know that it happens uh, very often inside a company. So even the employees need a very good um, support center inside their own company. And basically here again, uh, the chatbot can really um, automate, kind of automate the customer supports by you know uh, resolving um, uh, complaints or uh, providing quick answer autonomously uh, through for instance APQ or even as I was saying uh, like creating a ticket or we can go beyond that and also uh, you know making the link to the to a live agent for instance or booking um, uh, a, a meeting with a, a live agent at the IT support or whatsoever right so this this would be the second one and um, also, if we go back into the, uh, uh, let's say, the, 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 the customer's uh, company relation, um, I would say that there is everything around the, the buying journey, uh, for instance, the e-commerce um, um, on the e-commerce website, right? So at the beginning, I was talking about the, the, the recommendation, right? But uh, uh, as I said, a chatbot can be a really nice tool in order to uh, to generate uh, leads or to guide the customers through their buying journey uh, or to collect feedback uh, from the customers uh, and to have a real, you know, like e-commerce assistant almost, right? So yeah, I mean, this just are three examples of um, many, many different uh, business value from a chatbot, right? Right, right. Amazing. I think, yeah, I definitely agree that these, there's a humongous amount of value around chatbots and we see a lot nowadays in our daily life and our interact with many of these uh, websites or many of these enterprise customers or enterprise firms. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. That's a great thing. Maybe I think to go a bit further into that, how did this chatbot technology evolve in the last few years based on, I know you have been in this field for some mm -hmm. time. So maybe your thoughts and how it is evolved and what do you see that has happening happened here? Sure. Um, so th th that's a very good question. And, and, and in fact, this is a question that we always have in mind uh, when it's time to improve our technology. Um, so basically from my perspective, I would say that um, a few years ago, um, a chatbot was, almost a kind of a fancy tool, a nice to have tool, you know, where the, all, all the companies and websites suddenly put a chatbot on their website just to, 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 for the sake of having a chatbot. And if you remember well, the chatbot couldn't do many things, right? Um, because it was um, almost the same thing, like a simple question and answer. Um, also, it was um, <laughs> sometime kind of, you just, you could ask a joke to the chatbot or so, something like that, right? But not really a, a professional way, just as I say, for the sake of having a chatbot. And then uh, slowly we moved to um, a slightly more smarter chatbots, um, slightly smarter chatbot with the, um, let's say, 
a kind of guided conversation. So the conversation was smarter, as I said, because we could do more things. We could start to ask um, more complex questions or maybe make some more um, sophisticated actions. But the conversation itself was really like, um, you know, with some borders. So you could only ask a question and then um, um, you, you, the, the chatbot just give you some option. Okay, what do you want to do? Option one, two, three. Then you click on the option. And then again, it also, it, it again asks you, okay, option one, two, three, etc. So the conversation was a kind of boring, a kind of automated, and it was clearly, uh, uh, the, the fact to speak to a to a bot to a robot right we we really had this the 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 feeling to speak to a robot and that the conversation couldn't go very far right and i would say that now we are in a state where the conversation is really more natural this is why um, uh, at acp when you speak about um, chatbot uh, technology we speak about having a natural conversation or a human like conversation so something important is that we are not saying that human, uh, sorry, that chatbot is meant to replace to replace the human. This is not, this is not the case. But the chatbot is now meant to act as a human, to speak and to understand as a human through, for instance, the natural language processing, right? Um, so this is this is important because now when we speak to a chatbot, we can really express ourselves as if we were speaking with a real human, right? As if we were phoning uh, someone or writing an email. So we can have this natural conversation, this human conversation with a chatbot. And most of all, the chatbot will understand almost everything that we say, right? So this is the current status. And if we go a little bit beyond, I believe this is another question that you had in mind. Um, so what would be the next step, right? Um, so I, I think that, the next step would be um, to that the chatbot is now not only a tool that is available, but is a real assistant. We used to say digital assistant because it remained digital, right? But it is a true real digital assistant, which means that the chatbot is here not only to answer to one need that it is just a chatbot for a support or just a chatbot to check some HR topic. But this is a chatbot that can do many different things. We speak about um, horizontality, for instance, right? I, I, I can go and deep dive about this topic later, but we speak about horizontality, which means that the chatbot is able to do many different things in different areas, in different topics, different use cases, right? And most of all, the chatbot is proactive, which means that you as a user don't have to go to the chatbot any, every time you need something, but the, chat, the chatbot, why not, can also come to you and um, uh, trigger some actions that you need to do, right? Like uh, reminders or things like that. So I think this is the future of a chatbot to be a real digital assistant. So as you can imagine, we come from something very close and very simple, as I said, to something very smart, which is the smart. future of the chatbot. Yeah. Right. Very sophisticated and very smart and kind Correct. of get more a human-like conversation and provide I, I know it's more like the front office, the front phase of a exactly, uh, AI, exactly. AI uh, related information that we have. Yep. Amazing. I think let's maybe uh, take a quick break and then come into and dive a bit more into the meat of our conversation. All right. Uh, welcome back. So let us now kind of dive into the meat of our conversation. Uh, about the SAP conversational AI. So yeah, 
we have been talk we did talk about chatbots what are chatbots what is the strategic business value how did the technology evolve maybe can we go a further more and understand and provide maybe if you can provide for our audience a brief overview of what sap conversational ai in the context of maybe sap applications for example how it can work with the other ai technologies like our machine learning our uh, rpa and other iot and other things sure um so basically sap conversational ai is the uh, chatbot building platform um by sap so um you can go on this platform and create your chatbots from scratch um, create your data set and maintain your data set, create the conversation flow, uh, connect it to backends, um, uh, SAP or non-SAP backends also, by the way, um, and finally deploy your chatbot to as many channels uh, as you want, websites, software, whatever, right? Um, so um, I think this is a pretty much um, user-friendly platform. Uh, it's, I, I mean, making a chatbot is something super fun, I think. Um, not so technical, but I might be, <laughs> explain that uh, a, a bit later. Um, and uh, the, the, also the good thing is that, I mean, you're already mentioning in your question, um, is that conversational AI can basically be connected to any kind of SAP application, SAP products, uh, or again, non-SAP products also, right? Um, and, and this is the good thing. And it goes from what I was saying before, um, any kind of uh, area, or industries, um, or business processes might have the need of a chatbot at some point, right? So this is the good thing to know that you can implement a chatbot into uh, whatever software, SAP software you have, S4, SuccessFactor, Ariba, Confure, whatever software you use, right? And also the, the, the other thing, and um, you're also mentioning that in your question, is that you can um, mix conversational AI with other AI capabilities from SAP. Um, so, I mean, there are tons of examples, but for instance, one that comes to my mind is um, around, again, around support, because as I was saying before, support is something um, critical for any company in the world. Um, so basically, there is a nice way to combine uh, SAP conversational AI and another service that we have, which is called Service Ticket Intelligence, which is part of our uh, AI business services portfolio, um, and also to combine it with uh, an RPA uh, bot, right? So here the flow is pretty, again, pretty straightforward. So you have SAP conversational AI um, as the point of entry for the user. Okay, for um, for the support for, for for the support ticket. Okay, so basically the user is uh, I mean sorry the company is receiving um, the all the information about the, the, the problem of the user through the chatbot. So again, the chatbot is smart enough and intelligent enough to ask about all the important information that will be needed for the rest of the uh, ticket processing. Right, so. The chatbot here is again the point of entry. Then all the information goes to service ticket intelligence, which basically classify um, um, this uh, all, all this information, classify the ticket correctly, uh, check from the priority, uh, check everything on the conversation, and just classify everything and find some similar uh, you know tickets and some answer and whatsoever, right? Everything that service ticket agents can do. And um, at the end, what is done is that an RPA uh, bot is uh, triggered in order to, um, you know, to, to, to process the service request uh, automatically, right? Uh, 
Um, so it, that's very cool because um, here the process is entirely automatized, right? Um, the, the, the user doesn't have to, to make a phone call or, or doesn't have to, to, to make an email, right? It just goes through a chatbot and the chatbot, as I said, is smart enough to ask everything to understand the problem and then end over to service ticket intelligent and to RPA, etc. Um, and uh, if I might give um, another example um, that is also cool in terms of HR, because I was mentioning HR also. Mm -hmm. um, so we can here combine um, conversational AI with uh, another very cool um, um, AI business service that we have, which is called Document Information Extraction, or DOCS, as we use the acronym, uh, and also Business Entity Recognition. Um, so here again, uh, what happens is that um, the, the system receive uh, some resumes, uh, some CVs of the candidates for a job, right? So a job, job applying. Um, and then uh, through document extraction, everything is like extracted from um, the, the, the curriculum and from the application. Then business entity recognition just ex extract and, and just find all the relevant information, like relevant recruiting relevant information in the application. And then through the chatbots, um, let's say that the, the HR department can just, um, uh, let's say, I mean, the, the recruitment chatbot, sorry, uh, helps to review the, the, the candidates, I mean, all the application and create a job uh, requisition. So there is a kind of, it's funny because there is a kind of exchange between the HR department and the chatbot. So here the chatbot is a kind of an employee tool. So it's not mm -hmm. necessarily a tool for the appliers, for the for the candidate, but it's a tool for the HR department, right? And at the end, we can imagine that uh, an RPA chat, but uh, an RPA bot sorry, is triggered in order to, for instance, to schedule an interview or, or whatever. So here we can see that in the difference from the first one where the chatbot was the point of entry, here the chatbot is in the middle of the process, right? Okay. Because uh, uh, at some point, the chatbot can really help accelerating and kind of um, uh, automating all the all the process or a certain part of the process, right? So, yeah, I mean, uh, as you can see and understand in these two examples, there are multiple and multiple ways to, to use it, Chad. True, true, I true. Say. I think, yeah, I like the way you put it. Earlier, in the earlier example, you explained how it is a front office or a front-facing tool, whereas later on, how it can be a glue between the employer and the recruiter and between exactly. how a recruiting process happens. Yeah, I think exactly. that's that's uh, yeah very nice. I think that you put it in a very nice way. But I have another follow-up question on that. Maybe how mm -hmm. how can these chatbots that you're talking about can be proved to be more effective in automating the whole process of a business process? Any any I know you've explained a bit, but do you want to add some additional thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is all about automation, right? Um, so I think that we could speak about three um, key values um, around, I mean, that, that I could add, right? From what mm -hmm. I said, uh, around um, uh, uh, automation of, of business processes through a chatbot. Um, the first one is that, um, is, is around the number of users uh, that are um, reachable, or I mean, that can reach out to a chatbot. Right. Um, so let me take an example. Um, 
if we speak again, let, let me take again this support uh, uh, area, right? Because this is very uh, easy to understand. So if we speak about a, um, a support center, okay? And you take, uh, for instance, 50 persons uh, who have a problem in the same minute of the same day, okay? So what will they do? They will try, uh, in, I mean, in the classical way, they will just um, make a phone call to the, to the phone, to the service center, right? So 50 person making 50 phone calls, which mean uh, two things, or they will have 15 different agents, or they will have to, uh, they will have a big queue and wait for 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? Mm. Which is <laughs> something that's a bit annoying, let's say. So now let's take the other way and think about what if we put a chatbot mm -hmm. that is available for any users, even though there are 50, 100, 200 people asking the question at the same time of the day, the chatbot will answer to Zeus. 200 persons, right? And the, it, it, the chatbot won't say, okay, you have to wait 10 or 50 minutes. The chatbot will just give the answer or, or add the conversation with the user, right? And this is, this is super important because one chatbot can cover many requests at the same time from many different people, right? So this is for the first key value. Uh, the second one is around um, the time that is necessary to find the information or to perform the action. Uh, like connecting to a backend or whatever, right? Um, so here, as you can imagine, it's really, really, really faster to do it through a chatbot than to do it ourselves, right? Uh, as I was saying before, uh, if you have to find um, a, a solution to a problem or an answer to a question that you have, what will you do? You will browse uh, on the internet or browse a document and say, um, no, maybe I can go to another document and open a PDF and whatever. And you take minutes and minutes, if not more, to find the answer. Here, what happens? You just go to the chatbot, ask the question, and there are like, again, two ways. Or the chatbot has the answer and give it to you immediately, one second, two second maximum, if it's complicated to find the answer. Uh, or the, the, the chatbot can just... Um, smartly redirect you and say, okay, I don't have the answer, but maybe you, you would like to check this document or this web page, right? And actually there is a third point that the chatbot can also end over to a live agent, but mm -hmm. all of that is made in a matter of seconds. So again, um, uh, even though you're a 15 person asking the same question, it will be super quick because the chatbot will answer to everyone super quick, really, really faster than in a classical way. And the third one, I uh, briefly mentioned that before, is around horizontality. Because a chatbot is not meant to answer to only one question or only to cover one use case, but the same chatbot can cover many different use cases, right? So um, if you are, let, let me take again an example. Um, if you are um, speaking to, let's say, um, um, a, a gas provider company or an electricity provider company, okay? so you have different kind of question. You may want to check your contract because um, you, you, you want to check again, how many do you spend each month for your electricity in your house, right? Or you may want to change the address on your contract or something like that. But also you may want to have some very general question, global question around the companies that give you the electricity. So it's not, exact, it's not exactly the same use case because there is one very 
personal and, and, and let's say financial use case, let's say around the, the contract. But, and there is another use case, which is more global, more FAQ use case and whatever. Um, so again, here we speak about horizontality, which means that a chatbot can cover many, many different um, questions and, and, and use cases, right? So these three key values are super important in the automation even more. And this is the key point here, I go, is that, um, we have to remember that the chatbot is available 24 seven. This right. is important because right. this is a big difference with a support center or a company or whatever. Um, this is available everywhere in the world and you can mm -hmm. connect it to whatever channels you want. So if you want to have a chatbot on your website, on your intranet, on your social network, on Slack, on Microsoft Teams or whatever, you can have a chatbot there. It's, it's not really the same thing that I mean, someone in, in, in an office, for instance, if, if this person is not here, you can't reach him. But the chatbot, you can reach the chatbot any way you want. And last point also in any languages. So there is no right. this barrier of languages because if you build very well your chatbot, you can address um, the problems of person uh, speaking English or French or German or Spanish in the same location, I mean, in the same chatbot, right? So don't, you don't have to have like, um, 10 or 50% that each of them um, uh, speaking a different language, you can use again, the same chatbot. So yeah, I would say that all of that um, can really, I think prove the, to, <laughs> that the chatbot can be effective in automation. <laughs> it's amazing. I think the way you put it, like uh, these three different, the three big things, right? The scalability, the time to efficiency, and also global reach across uh, different uh, regions or different time zones and how you can glow across all the different use cases. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I think let's continue a bit further and maybe if you could explain a bit more on the different stages that are involved uh, in building of this chatbot, right? Like you have, I know, these four to five different stages, right? Starting with training, building, testing, mm -hmm. connecting, and then finally monitoring it. A bit of a thoughts around that, I think. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, yeah, as you correctly said, we have uh, five steps, um, if we can call them steps, but uh, in chatbot building. So uh, basically you go, uh, the very first step, which is the most important um, and the most critical when you build a chatbot is what we call training a chatbot. Uh, uh, to train a chatbot means to build and maintain a data set. Basically a data set is the uh, ways that the chatbot will understand what the users want. And as you can imagine, if a chatbot doesn't understand <laughs> what the user wants, then it's not effective. And then the user will never go again chatting with the bot. So this is why this is super critical to have a very good data set and to train the data set. So it means that you are training kind of the brain, you are building the brain of the chatbot, if we can say, to uh, um, uh, understand the different ways that the end user can ask question, which type of question, which way to express yourself because um, I don't speak the same way as you and you don't speak the same way as that your neighbor, right? So it's, it's, it's super important to think about every kind of way that a user can you know, ask a question, which question, uh, which type of question, all of those kind of things is important. So this is the train part. And um, then once you have built your data set, you now build your conversation flow. This is why we call build, right? The build means that you actually build what the chatbot is going to answer. So once the chatbot knows what the user 
wants to do, what is the question, then you have to tell to the chatbot, okay, so you have to do that. You have to connect to a backend. You have to check to in this FAQ um, document. Uh, you have to answer this kind of message. You have to put a link. You have to put an image, a carousel, a list, whatever, right? So this is also super critical um, because here, as you can imagine, the user is expecting a very good user experience. So not only being understood, but also in the flow of the conversation. And as I said before in our conversation, um, this is even more important because now we don't have this closed conversation with only clickable options, right? Now the user can speak any way he wants. So let's say that uh, you have to, to be smart when you build a chatbot because if you, let's say, if, if I'm asking to the chatbot, okay, what is the um, travel expense policy of the company? Okay, and then suddenly, for any reason, I'm just asking, um, okay, so how many leaves do I have? Okay, so this is a completely different use case, but the chatbot has to understand that. And the, the, the flow of the conversation doesn't have to be broken, if not, the user will be lost, and the chatbot also. <laughs> so this is why building a conversation flow is super important. Then we go to the third step which is called the test one. So it's not exactly the third step because you have to do that anytime you change the chatbot, but this is super important because, um, you know, I was talking about the data set. So every time you do a modification to the data set, before pushing the new version of the chatbot um, online, you would like to check if the chatbot is still performing well. If when I ask this kind of question, I have the behaviors that I am expecting is the good um, um, skill, as we call it, or the good action, the good conversation flow triggered, or is there a mistake somewhere or whatever, right? So this is uh, the interest of testing the chatbot. Um, then go the fourth step, which is called the connect part, which is basically once you have built your chatbots, you want to deploy it. You want to deploy it to the world. So um, again, you can deploy it to many, many different channels, um, social networks, um, professional tools like um, chatting tools, uh, Slack teams, whatever, um, a website. Uh, you want to have, you know, these classical web chats that appear uh, on the right uh, bottom corner of, of a web page. I mean, all the way and all the places where you want to deploy your chatbot will be manageable through the Connect tab. And last but not least, we have a very and also very critical um, part, which is called monitoring. Monitoring your chatbot goes very, is very tied to the train part because training the chatbot, as I said, is building a data set. But the monitoring will give you all the keys and all the clues if your chatbot is performing correctly. So here there is two parts. The first part is the classical one with the analytics. Okay, so yesterday you got 50 conversation from France and Germany and whatever, but you also have, um, all the um, analytics of the, uh, let's say, of the conversation themselves. So we have, for instance, a log that say all the conversations that was that were made, and we have also conversation historic. Like you can retrieve the full conversation, like uh, three months ago, um, with all the details of the conversation, all was uh, th that was said by the user, but also by the chatbot. You can check the memory, see which um, information were extracted, uh, which um, uh, skill was triggered, which uh, intention was triggered. All this kind of thing, you can retrieve that even months after, right? And this is super important because thanks to that, you can improve your data set and therefore improve the performance of the chatbot. So yeah, so this is the this is the five let's say steps of of chatbot building. Thank you. That's very comprehensive enough, um, Sebastian, in explaining all these 
five different steps on how a chatbot is built and created and how it can be leveraged in a realistic use case. Maybe we'll take a quick uh, break and then come back and continue our conversation. All right, welcome back. I know we are in this engaging conversation about how chatbots are built and how chatbots are leveraged in real life use cases with our enterprise uh, uh, business sets and enterprise uh, business processes. Maybe um, we could go a bit more further, I think, uh, Sebastian. Maybe if you could explain um, what are the key capabilities that can be addressed with these chatbots or the SAP conversational AI chatbots, specifically where you, when you are saying that you're focusing on this, I know all this um, buzz about low code and no code kind of uh, concepts that are going on around in the machine learning world or in the AI world. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Um, so yeah, let, let me actually start with this one. Um, so with conversational AI, with SAP conversational AI, we have this um, low-code, no-code approach um, because, as I said, building a chatbot is something um, that can be quite fun. I'm not saying that it's easy. <laughs> it, it can take some time to build a good data set and to build a good conversation flow, but we try to make it easier um, for the chatbot developers to actually build and maintain um, a chatbot. So basically, when we speak about low-code, no-code, we have a lot of, uh, let's say, capabilities inside SAP conversational AI. But one that maybe comes to my mind um, immediately is that, um, I mean, there are totally two ones, right? The first one is that you can do everything through the platform. Okay, so you can um, maintain the data set on the platform. You don't have to have, uh, I don't know, a kind of file or whatever things outside of the platform you can do everything on the platform, which is something important. So from the train part to the monitor part, you can just keep on the platform and make the whole chatbot. So this is the first one. And the second one is uh, on the build tab, as I was saying, we can of course connect to external backends, which is almost the case in every um, chatbot, right? Mm -hmm. Because you just don't want the chatbot to make a simple statement. You want also the chatbot to retrieve an information uh, on the backend to search uh, on, on, on the database or whatever, right? And this connection, uh, can be done in two ways. The first way, the classical one, with like building a webhook, um, a middleware in order to make the bridge between your chatbot and the backend, right? So here you have to maintain the code and to build the code, to maintain the code, and then the code will help, um, you know, um, uh, finding the information and, and mm -hmm. put the information back into the chatbot. So this is the classical way, but the uh, more interesting ways that we uh, also propose in the low-code and no-code uh, approach is that you can consume an API directly on the platform without having to, again, to build a code, to maintain a code, to store a code uh, somewhere, and then to make all the connections. So here now, you just have the API um, endpoint so you just trigger the api endpoint uh, that you want so you can connect to um, an api of other sap product or a, a non sap product again if you want um, so then you retrieve an information you have all you know this json response uh, from the uh, api call and then you can uh, dig into this json uh, answer and make some um, very cool extraction of information some loop some table some list and whatever and then put it into the conversation. So 
It requires a bit of code, but I would say it's super user-friendly uh, because, um, again, it's not like uh, 1,000 lines of code. You can do, again, everything on the platform, so it's, it's super nice. So uh, I personally tried it a lot of time, and that's um, really super, uh, um, I wouldn't say easy, but, yeah, again, super straightforward to do. Just, you know, connect to the API, and then you, it's it's almost fun to, to dig into the, the JSON file, right? Uh, so, yeah, so this is... One of the approach that we have on the on the local no code, but um, uh, I, I think, and I will repeat that later. I guess I, I really encourage uh, everyone that is listening to this podcast to just try to build a chatbot on the on this conversational AI, and you will see that this local no code approach is 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 really uh, true, right? <laughs> it's it's right. not lying saying that. Um, so. The, the, the second uh, key capability um, is around NLP. So I already talked about that, natural mm -hmm. language processing. Um, um, and here we mean that, um, again, we have with the chatbot a natural conversation. So you don't have to speak with keywords. You can just literally write as you were mm -hmm. writing an email. You can say, I want to take some leaves for tomorrow. So your chatbot will say, okay, take some leave tomorrow, so it will extract the tomorrow and say tomorrow is uh, uh, the 35 of May or whatever. You um, want to take some leave, so it will trigger a specific um, a specific process, specific action, etc. So here again, you just speak as you were speaking with a human, and if your chatbot needs something else, it will ask you. And this is the mm -hmm. job of the bot developer to say, okay, if you don't have this mandatory information, just ask the user until having this information, right? So all of that is uh, um, uh, under the umbrella of uh, the NLP technology, and the third and uh, the third one, which is also super important, um, is that, of course, building a chatbot, uh, as I said, um, can be complex, mm -hmm. uh, can take some time, and some time. And we have the example with several customers who are uh, who have several employees at work as a team on the same chatbot, right? Because the chatbot is so big that they need several people to build the data set, to maintain, et cetera. So here, what we made is very nice tool, like for instance, versioning and environment in order to uh, give the bot developers a very nice way to interact with the chatbot. And, you know, not having the risk to push a chatbot that is not ready um, to production or whatever, right? So basically you can build some environment like production, pre-production, beta, whatever you want. And for each environment, you can build um, some version, right? Mm -hmm. And the good thing is that for each version, you can also give some permissions to people. So if in your company, you are the tech guy, but you want also the non-tech guy to access to your chatbot in order to, I don't know, to improve the data set, to, to give some idea of questions or whatever, you can do that. You can say, okay, so this team of uh, two or three guys, we only have access to the train tab, to the train part of the chatbot, um, and not being able to modify anything else on the chatbot oh, of the okay. version 2.0 of the development, etc. So you can go very, very far. And I think this is also a key capabilities because, um, and again, and it will be my last point on that, um, we have to, when you speak about chatbots, um, our vision is not only giving a very good user experience to the end user, of course, of the chatbot, but also right. to the bot developer, because a good, as I said, a good chatbot is, is is mandatory. If you don't make a good chatbot, the result is, uh, will not be efficient, right? So this is why we really offer a very good user experience to the end user and also to the developer. True, true. I think you you very well put it about um, the aspects of how this versioning 
thing, the versioning feature itself is implemented into the chatbot because that's going to be very useful when you are working with this bigger, huge organizations and how they are implementing or and uh, integrating their chatbot uh, functionality. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I know we are coming to the end of the conversation, <laughs> but I would like to ask uh, one question on this, um, maybe on the integration aspect of these chatbots, right? Into the SAP applications, maybe a brief, uh, a brief touch point or a brief overview about how these are integrated into whether example like S4 or success factors or Ariba, mm -hmm. maybe. Sure. Start. Sure. Um, so, so basically here we have, um, let's say, uh, an approach, um, a, a double approach, right? So the, the first approach is that we are um, currently collaborating with some SAP LOBs, with some other teams at SAP in order to directly integrate the chatbots into SAP solutions, which means that customers of those SAP solutions will be able to use a chatbot without even to build the chatbot themselves, right? So this is the ideal scenario. Because uh, as you can imagine, and as I, as I already said, being a chatbot is, um, is, is, is a job, right? Uh, so not all the company want to build a chatbot or have the time, the resources to build a chatbot. So the idea here is to uh, give um, some ready chatbots already integrated in the, in the SAP solution so that the user can just activate it and leverage the chatbot, right? So this is what we are currently doing uh, with products like uh, SuccessFactor, for instance, where we want to build um, a kind of digital assistant so that we, as I was saying, you know, this digital assistant thing, right? Uh, so that the, the, the user and the customer of digital, um, of SuccessFactor, sorry, can just um, have the benefit of using uh, a real uh, smart chat, but a real digital assistant within SuccessFactor, right? And, uh, and the aim, of course, is to do this exercise with other um, SAP applications, of course. Course, not only success factor. So this is the first point. And the second one is that we also offer, we started with the first template for S4 uh, on the procurement uh, area. We offer some template, mm -hmm. which means that here we are not implementing directly a chatbot, but we are kind of doing the job or part of the job for the user. So basically we have um, um, a a link, I mean, a portal with the possibility to download the template uh, of a bot, which is nothing more than a chatbot already, a pre-built chatbot, let's say. So the user can just download this chatbot and then import it into his SAP Conversational AI account. And then if you want, modify it, improve it, enhance it. But again, what we did is that we kind of uh, pre-made um, mm -hmm. a big part of the chatbot, right? And again, here, the idea is to, um, uh, to multiply the number of templates uh, that we have for S4 and, and um, eventually for also um, other SAP solutions. So these are the two ways that we are seeing the integration of, um, of, of chatbot into other SAP solution. And uh, I think it's also important to remind that we are um, available, I mean, we are a BTP solution, so we are available as a standalone solution. So if you don't want to uh, wait for uh, the digital assistant to success factor or in other application, or if you are not interested in templates for S4, you can already, uh, as I said, build your chatbot and connect it to your own SAP application or non-SAP application. You can make them, uh, you know, already make the connection and, right. and, and make a good chatbot of that, right? 
Amazing, amazing. I think the way you put it up for it, like how this integration mechanism is happening within the chatbots and the conversational AI with SAP and non-SAP applications. It's amazing. I think, um, I know we are almost at the end of our conversation. Do you, uh, can you provide some key takeaways or some kind of closing remarks for our audience uh, who could have this yeah. uh, help them in their projects or in their journey, in their transformation? Sure. I think that as a closing remark, um, I would, as I already started briefly to say, I will really encourage people to go on the platform, create an account and start building your chatbot. Because once you have uh, made the first step into chatbot building, believe me, <laughs> it's a kind of addiction because you want to go further. You want to improve your chatbot. You want to improve your data set. You want to try another use case and try to connect it to other backends and whatever. It's, it's really, it's almost an addiction, honestly. So uh, basically we have uh, a lot and a lot of material available on sap.com. We have um, an open SAP, we have actually two open SAP courses, uh, full SAP courses around chatbot building. We have many tutorials, dozens of tutorials uh, around that, that, comes, that, that goes from beginner's level into very advanced level like with a very specific feature or very specific use case. Um, we have many also blogs from people inside SAP and outside of SAP that already are experts on the platform and wrote some very good blogs articles that explain how they did search or search integration or what the benefit for search or search business processes. So um, yeah, as, as a closing remark, I would really encourage you to go and check all, our, all, all the materials that we have and really start building your, your, your first chatbot. Perfect, perfect, amazing. I like the way you put it like, uh, and how you could leverage the platform and then try to understand and then how you can build your own chatbots and basically making a human replica of yourself, like where you can make it more human-like <laughs> conversations. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, well, I thank you for your time, uh, Sebastian. Um, looking forward to have again another engaging conversation sometime later. Thank you. Thanks to you, Raghu. Thanks to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Sebastian Begheli. I would first like to thank Mr. Sebastian Begheli for the time he took in explaining on the concepts around conversational AI and the digital assistant and the role that it plays in the digital assistant world coming from SAP and coming in the enterprise space. And we did discuss a few things around that. I know there is a lot more that we could do and a lot more that we could discuss, but this was more of providing some high level information and where you can go and find and what are possible, what are all the possibilities around this. So this is just, this journey is just about starting. As you know, that there are a lot of things that you could do by integrating your the conversational AI or the digital assistant aspect of it in the enterprise space and the enterprise applications. You could go and look out, there are, uh, a lot of tools out there from, you can go to cai.tools.sap and you can find a link to the platform. There is also an open SAP track for uh, CHI or CAI, conversational AI. There's an official SAP page where you can go and find a lot of information on that. And there are a, quite a ton of community blogs around it. As always, you could provide additional feedback on my Twitter handle at RK Banda, 
or you could also send an email to venkata.ragu.banda.sap.com or at my other email address, ragu.banda.insia.edu. I look forward to engaging further on different topics in this season. Uh, as always, you can find more information on this podcast or the other blogs uh, when you go and search up my name, Raghu Banda, or machine learning and AI applications. This podcast will be available, like always, on the Google podcast or the Spotify podcast. You could also search up uh, on my blog series and the SAP community blog, or you could also go onto the Medium uh, blog series and you could also look up my name. I hope you all had fun listening into this conversation. I wish you all a very best day or afternoon or evening, wherever you are tuning in from. Happy predicting the future with SAP technologies and AI technologies. Bye.